Hey everyone, welcome to the third episode of our Imagine XP podcast series. Hope all of you are safe and sound in your homes. And I also know you have been waiting for this episode for long. I am going to make sure your wait was worth it. It is often said that you have to think big to be big. Today, we have a very special guest who not just thinks big, but makes sure that his thoughts are reflected in his actions and has made it big in his life as well. He is literally called the giant thinker, Mr. Ram Casido. Hi, Ram. Thank you very much. Welcome to our podcast. <laughs> Good to be here. Thanks. Th- thanks, Garang. Appreciate that. Also joining us today is my uber cool manager, Weber, who has been in the design industry for the past 10 years and is currently heading the marketing department at Imagine XP. Now, to Ram. Uh, Ram, you are an award-winning design director, author, top-ranking podcaster, international speaker, and a UX influencer. Ram, all of these things are extremely fascinating to all of us. But one thing that was the first thing to uh, strike me was your Instagram handle, The Giant Thinker. Could you please tell us what exactly is a Giant Thinker's association? (laughs) Sure. So uh, the story of The Giant Thinker uh, handle came about from uh, the blog that I started in 2012 called giant thinkers. So giantthinkers.com was the initial, uh, inception of this brand. And, and so off the back of that, I called it, uh, called my handle the giant thinker on social media. But, um, in short, I started design, studied design after high school i i completed uh a uh, diploma of graphic design in 2004 i finished that and in 2005 i started working in and the job that was available to me at the time an opportunity had come up was a mailroom job at ogilvy so ogilvy and may very well-known advertising and marketing communications company I was literally in the mailroom, so dispatching mail to 350 people over four levels in Sydney, CBD, where I live in Australia, and that's how I started my career, and I met 350 amazing people in the first week over four levels, and that became the springboard to launch my entire career, and the the reason why I say that story as well is because uh, when I first started on day one at Ogilvy, I got a red book as part of the welcome pack and in the welcome pack, they had other items, but this red book really stood out because when I looked at the cover, it said quotes and statements from David Ogilvy. And then I opened up the red book and the first quote that came up said something along the lines of, if, if we hire people that are smaller than we are, we will be a company of dwarfs. If we hire people who are bigger than we are, we will be a company of giants. And that really stuck by me. Uh, also, when I was a, a, a kid, uh, my mom and my dad would always encourage me to dream big. So I remember one story when we, when we were in a little apartment. My original background is Filipino. So my parents and I migrated 
to the Philip uh, from the Philippines to Sydney, Australia, when I was only a baby, I was only one years old. So I could have lived a life where I was, you know, uh, a Filipino boy. And uh, instead I became a Filipino boy uh, in, in the Aussie culture, the Australian culture. So my parents had always injected real optimism and hope and, and a sense of opportunity, right? Uh, and I remember this story. My mom was cooking spaghetti in our little apartment and I was collecting empty tissue boxes, toilet paper rolls, recycled material, and I would just make stuff because obviously back then we didn't have any devices. And she said, Ram, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I said, oh, I don't know, mom, I just want to make stuff. And she was like, okay, well, she stopped cooking. She put her hand on my shoulder and said, well, just remember that you, whatever you want to be, dream big, dream much, much bigger. So this has really played out in my entire life. And Giant Thinkers is really just a, um, it's an expression more than anything to think big, to dream bigger. And it's as simple as that. So since then, I've been able to navigate a very, you know, it is a competitive career. There's no, there's no uh, sugarcoating about it. Design is uh, uh, more than a job. It's a way of life. It's a way of operating. It's a way of seeing the world. But in a practical sense, it's also a, a design is a tool to reverse engineer desired outcomes. In a simple way, that's, that's how I define design. It's a, it's a tool to reverse engineer desired outcomes, but it's also a way of life. It's also a way of seeing the world. It's being, it's being opportunistic in seeing how things could be improved. How can it be, how can we design for good even? That's why I love design. You can really, uh, you can really map out, um, the ways and means of, of solving real human centered problems. So um, that's the story of giant thinkers. And off the back of that, I created resources from the blog giant thinkers. I started that in 2012, just really to help emerging designers be employed. That was really what I wanted to do because back then in 2012, I had hit the eight year mark, eight years. I was already designing full time for some of the top agencies and brands of the world from Qantas to McDonald's to um, big financial services. You know, Ogilvy had Dove, Milo, American Express, um, you know, all these big brands, Kentucky Fried Chicken, Pizza Hut, all of that. You know, so I was exposed to these enterprise level brands and I was able to really see the world through business, strategy, creativity, technology, you know, all of these worlds came together and um, now I'm able to tap into all of that. And, but one thing I felt missing was the education gap between finishing or, or studying a course and actually being employed. There was a huge gap. Like no one told me it was only in hindsight after now working for that many years, it was only in 2012, I was working eight year, eight year mark. I looked back and went, it was like, wow, far out. That was pretty hard actually to get to where I am in terms of the things that I wish someone told me, like 
how do you write to a creative director in an email? What is the things that I should consider? What about interview situations? What is this thing called tone of voice, body language? How do I create emotional connection? What is this thing called networking? How do I even build rapport? How do I build trust with peers? How do I get mentors? There were so many questions that I had when I was starting out. So I ended up writing to my younger self through Giant Thinkers, a blog. And then next thing I did was write my first book, how to get a job as a designer. So that's available on Amazon or online, whatever. I did a USA tour. And then, so now I'm also doing a, I've launched a speaking career without even knowing it. I did 22 cities in three months in America. And so uh, since then, I'd also launched a podcast called Giant Thinkers. And I've been able to interview the global heads of Nike, Deloitte, Visa, the founder of WordPress, the founder of Creative Live, the founder of Treehouse. Like I, I was able to really use my network and bring them into mediums like this, a podcast, so that others can learn as well. Um, and and yeah, and then since then, now I've you know I've been working in the industry, fifteenth year now. Two thousand twenty is my fifteenth year. Can't believe it. Uh, been able to undertake roles like design director at DDB, McDonald's, Volkswagen were main clients. Um, more recently, I finished up as the head of digital design at Mercer Bell and Saatchi and Saatchi and uh, had a team of eight designers, UX designers, UI designers, uh, digital creatives, um, working with copywriters and art directors as well, working with developers, strategists, the whole thing. So um, that's me, man. Fire away some questions. <laughs> uh, just before uh, Gorong asks his uh, next question, uh, I noted down something that you said that, uh, and we can probably cover it in the later half of this uh, podcast, is uh, how can you design for good, which is a pretty interesting thing. Uh, I think, uh, you know, later in the, in, the, in the later half of the podcast, I think we should cover a little bit uh, about this segment as well, because uh, uh, we're looking at, uh, you know, at the current situation which the world is going through. I think uh, design does hold uh, a certain uh, uh, element in terms of uh, how we can actually do good. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll cover it in the second half as well. Well, let's we can dive into it now. Uh, okay. You know, while while it's top of mind, and and, yeah. and even if it's brief, briefly, but yeah. I think when we talk about design for good, um, there's obviously ways of doing that in a non for profit scenario or pro bono and all that. But there's also a way of doing that for profit, for a, um, you know a way that you know you can design for good in a sense that it's solving a human centered problem. You know, at the end of the day, uh, design for good can be like zoom created this technology, you know, that's creating good. Now it's connecting yeah. people. Yeah. So, but it's a for profit business, mm. you know, same with Adobe and the cloud based software that we have. That's all designed for good in a way because they're making tools accessible for people to be enable creativity. So that's good. So, you know, I think firstly, this is important to define that design for good isn't necessarily just 
just charity, although that's great. That's designed for great, I think, you know, <laughs> but, but, but designed for good is for, in simple terms, you know, are you designing something that a certain group of people or a customer segment or a demographic or a, a, a group of personas, can they, can they uh, engage, utilize, absorb your product or service that is going to help their lives better in some way? Okay, whether it's commercialized or not, that's up to the business or yourself, but um, there's a way to design good. So I'll give you an example. So for example, um, you know, I worked on a project here in Australia that was designing stage one of what the next 10 years of what New South Wales transport could look like. So New South Wales is the state that we're in, that Sydney is in, and um, designing a future state experience for the tra train transport system is huge. Yeah. Like, so, you know, from there right through to something more commercialized, like a credit card for Amex doing a campaign that is a credit card that, you know, has benefits for certain people right through to, designing touch screens at mcdonald's so you know i worked on the build your own burger campaign where back then it was um new for australians to use touch screens to order um you know but that's th these are all solutions to problems that are either like i said either commercialized or not but uh you know a friend of mine has a brand here called thank you it's literally called thank you and it started off as water he just built a water brand because he found out that people that 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 most people in the world, two thirds of the world, struggle to have clean water, and so he created a brand that was up against the big water beverage businesses, and he uh, structured the business in a way that all the profits of selling his water, this water, thank you, um, was going back to villages and countries in need to build water pumps and all these other things. And so now the thank you brand is huge brand. So the thing is he structured it as a social, uh, it's a, um, he's called it like a, it's not his, he hasn't called it a charity. It's not a charity. It, it operates as a business but it's just that after he pays his staff and overheads and expenses, after everyone gets paid, the profit goes directly to the cities in need. And so, so now he's got all these products, you know, sanitation products, um, healthy snacks, and yes, the water as well. Um, Sounds yeah. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ram, that answer of yours about how the team giant thinkers came up uh actually puts into perspective how much of thought went into coming up with that name itself and it was actually a giant thought which gave birth to the giant thinkers just moving on uh, a lot of what giant thinkers does your work is concerned with students uh i just i just want to know how does your organization exactly help students and how does it promote design basically to students 
Yeah. So, I mean, the organization is, is me <laughs> firstly. <laughs> yeah. and, um, and I, I think it's important to note that, you know, it's not a big organization, but I do have, I, I outsource with partners, you know, for, from, uh, the audio, um, polishing and editing of, of my own podcast right through to hiring, you know, someone to proofread and, and really, look at the manuscript before publishing my books, like things like that, right? Like I, I do utilize um, freelancers for the, the, the things that I do, but for the most part, it's just, it's just me. And people sometimes can't believe that, you know, to build such a huge uh, brand in terms of re- reach, you know, 250,000 people listen to my podcast uh, actively um, and, and have quite a fair following on Instagram, you know, 64,000 or something right now. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's just a number one, it's just through creating meaningful relationships. You know, I think people forget that, that good things take time, real, real lengthy time. And, you know, I didn't arrive at building these, these audiences or these, these connections, you know, professionally or not, but, you know, I think that people need to make friends, not contacts. People need to give before they ask for something in return. They have to serve before they sell. You know, it's, it's not a strategy. It's just the way that we are, we operate. It's the, the experience economy now isn't back in the day when you would see someone on TV, you know, that's smoking a cigarette and you now, and then you just like start smoking. No, in fact, it's, it's different now. You know, the, the psychology of human needs uh, have, have now become the individual being empowered, not the brand, The, the brand positioning needs to tap into generosity and authenticity in as an extension of people you know it's why we choose nike over adidas or adidas over nike or apple over samsung or vice versa it's an extension of us um but anyway i'm sidetracking here to your other question around uh helping students and design um look i i guess at the end of the day you know i just want to again i'm just i'm just I'm just speaking to my younger self, right? Like I didn't have any books or material mm. written or audio mm. that's that, that I could absorb that tackles how to get my foot in the door. That's it. How do I, how do I even get my first job? I didn't have anything to help guide me in that. You know, you leave design school or design college with the same type of portfolio as other people. Well, how are you standing out? Well, it's because of networking. It's because of connections. It's, it's because of your attitude. It's because of how you might be able to present yourself. But no one told me what is a, a good way of doing that. So that's what Giant Thinkers started as. And now I'm helping other, other segments from senior designers want to be, wanting to become creative directors and leaders right through to businesses i'm on the advisory board for some businesses i now do a lot of coaching consulting just like this just helping businesses and entrepreneurs navigate that landscape so it's less about a uh, framework it's more about principles and it's more about uh, 
it's the whole thing, you know, teach a person to fish, don't give them the fish, right? Right. It's that mentality. Um, uh, Yeah. What was the, what was the other, other thing, uh, Garang? Yeah. Uh, So looking a little bit towards UX design as well, user experience design, I would like to know what is user experience design according to you and uh, since you are based in Australia, I would like to know how is UX design perceived in Australia as well? Sure. So look, there's a, there's a, there's a real richness of design culture here in Australia. There's a real appreciation for it. Um, you know, we're blessed to have, uh, you know, just such a supportive way of operating here from you know the government and and look overall based on living standards it's it's great like you know there's obviously our own issues here but the the reality is in comparison we we have great healthcare we have great education you know unemployment obviously now it's horrible everywhere but generally speaking it was quite good and and you know the structures are there Right. And so therefore we have the means to be able to uh, appreciate things like design. Um, so I think it's a great question because in, in the, uh, the age that we're in now, uh, and we were talking a bit about this off air, in, off air, but in the age that we're in now, you can no longer say the word design and it, and it be the same meaning as what was maybe right. 20 years ago. Right. So now design is actually not about the visual, although it can be, or it's not, it's not, not necessarily automatically now skewed towards fashion or interior or product design is really, and, and we'll get to the UX definition in my mind, but design is, is really a uh, a tool okay it's a, it's it is very much a tool to problem solve and to apply that process that way of thinking to anything that's why now you can say service design because you can design a service and it has nothing to do with material from a fabric sense or you know a uh, a graphic sense it's it's a process of reverse engineering desired outcomes as i was saying you know there are books out there called design your life why because again it's an intentional process to aim towards a desired outcome a goal an objective that's why we always say that you should really start okay let's get down to the ux the user experience is there's the clues that right there you are designing a user experience so who is a user so now we tap into the context of ux more so in the realm of things that you use so what are the things that we you and i and listeners what are what is it that we use we are using traditionally in the in the why the term came up is digital based products right? right it is a user experience 
for an application that you are using. That's why there is a difference between UX, CX, and ST, service design. User experience, CX being customer experience, and SD being service design. They're different because they're actually part of a very, very big ecosystem. But I'll give you an example. If I'm designing for a transport system, let's say trains, that's a service that needs to be designed. In that service, there's phases. There's planning for a trip. There's getting a ticket. There's making your way to the train station. There's waiting for the train seeing the schedule there's hopping on the train when the train arrives there's being in the train there's offboarding getting off the train and then there's exiting the platform of your destination so there's already multiple phases right. within that within that there is a service so the service is the uh train organization that's delivering this customer experience. So there's a service experience layer, and then there's a customer experience layer. Mm. And, and in, the, in each phase, there could be an artifact. So there could be an app, I'm saying could, but there is, for planning a trip. There's an app where the user now experiences that one artifact, that one app, to see when the next train will arrive from the comfort of wherever they are. Right. But in a simple sense, what I really want to have clear to people listening is that look at, look at design as, as I mentioned, a tool to, to uh, reverse engineer desired outcomes or to design towards a purposeful intent so i intend to be a designer okay well mm. map that out it's not right. going to be by accident that you become a designer right i want to create a donut business design the business it's not going to be by accident that it becomes successful so let me get down to this important framework here which you know in the industry many of you might know is the the the, the four d's right the double right. diamond right? It's a simple framework. Very, very simple. Four Ds stand for